When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our long national preseason nightmare is over. It's done. The Hurricanes played all of the games that they were expected to play. And now it's time to move on to regular season hockey. The show is about to start, and this show has already started. My name's Brett Finger. I'm joined by Andrew Schnicker and Ryan Hankel. Gentlemen, how are we doing this week? Doing well. Well, the preseason's over. The Hurricanes... Uh, we're we're going to talk in depth about each and every game of the preseason. We're going to talk about every player's performance in every game. And this is going to be a seven-hour-long podcast about preseason hockey. No, we're not. One, two, and one preseason for the Hurricanes, uh, ending with a loss to Nashville. A pair of losses to Nashville, one in overtime and one in regulation that ended up being a one-goal game down the down the stretch. Uh, I guess we have to do this. Uh, the takeaways from preseason. What did you learn during preseason? Uh, I learned that the Hurricanes are going to finish below the standings of both the Sabres and Coyotes this season because just, you know, they didn't win all of their preseason games. Did Buffalo and Arizona win their all their preseason games? I don't think they won all of them, but I'm just, you know. Oh. No, the... The, the Hurricanes preseason, preseason, preseason. I think really the only thing that matters is that you know your goalies get reps, they you know they see live game action, and that your AHLers and your young prospects get you know to play in some games and you get to see them. And I think from that aspect, I think Caroline did very well because I think there was a lot of prospects that you know actually did impress and impressed as much that Jarvis and Drury were both on the opening night roster because of how well they played during the preseason. I was very impressed with both their performances. You know, Jarvis, I, you know, I'll admit when I was wrong. I Multiple times on this podcast, I have come out and said, Jarvis is not making the, the team next year. No, that's just not happening. That's crazy, foolhardy. And here we are. And I'll admit I was wrong because he came out and had a great camp. And lo and behold, there he is. I just want to say real quick that the Coyotes went five and one during the preseason. Confirmed, uh, Arizona's winning the cup. Congratulations! What was the other team you said Buffalo? They went two, three, and one. Dude, not, not great. Not yeah, great. the Detroit Lions once went four and zero in the NFL preseason, and then proceeded to go zero and sixteen in the regular season. So that did happen uh, once upon a time. Yeah, you know, really the preseason was all about depth guys getting reps, new guys getting reps, young guys getting a taste of NHL hockey. I mean, the regulars like Aho, Svechnikov, I think Taravainen, Stahl all only got one game. So this was, we know what this was. You know, CJ Smith. Scored five total points in three games. Uh, C.J. Smith, preseason superstar, 
that's notable. Derek Stepan got in the three games, and he had three points. Uh, preseason superstar. Jesper Fast was three points in two games. Uh, fast start to him for him in the preseason, and Jordan Martinick scored twice in two games. In more important news, Frederick Anderson did get into two games. Ronte got the other two. Anderson's first game stopped 37 of 38 against Tampa. Very good. Less good in the second one against Nashville to close it out, allowing four goals on 17 shots. I would say that's kind of misleading, how that kind of how that game went. But we saw Anderson get in there. We saw Ranta get in. Uh, early impressions on Carolina's new goalie duo. Yeah, I mean, like, the one game that Ranta played was basically with, like, a bunch of Mostly a bunch of AHLers and prospects in front of him against a lot of Tampa's an absolute 18. shit show. Yeah, I mean, the, you 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 gotta just you you can't judge anything on that one. Um, I thought Anderson was pretty good in both of the games that he played. The first game with kind of a half and half lineup in front of him, I thought he was good. Made some good stops. The second game, it was the Hurricanes with not a lot of NHL regulars against quite a few NHL regulars for Nashville. I thought he made a few really good saves. And um, I thought Ranta bounced back pretty well in the game against Nashville at home. I think all three goals he gave up were rated as high danger scoring chances, made some solid saves. Um, Didn't see a ton. I thought the Hurricanes actually played fairly well defensively in that game. But no, I mean, Look, especially when you factor in, like, okay, who's in front of them? Who's the other team using all this? It's hard to rate goalies in the preseason. Uh, I thought Brendan Moore took the right approach by giving those two, uh, basically, to use a football term, giving both of those two all of the snaps in preseason. None of the other goalies played, which I think with two goalies who are brand new to the team and need the reps, in front of the team, that's the right approach. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle this tandem this year. I feel like, I mean, I'll be surprised if Frederick Anderson is not the starter on Thursday. But, I mean, I could see this really being a true tandem throughout the season if both of these guys play to their potential um, and could stay healthy. I mean, that's a big thing, too. Both of them are coming off some recent uh, injury-plagued seasons. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of a mixed bag for both of them, but it's it's preseason, and the most important thing is, again, for them to get out there, see some pucks, get game action, and that will conclude our preseason talk. I look forward to doing this again next year. Can't wait. In today's news, though, the Hurricanes announced their opening night roster, and for the most part, it was as expected as in terms of cuts and players being put on waivers. Not very surprising, except, like Ryan, you said earlier, Seth Jarvis made the team, as did Jack Drury, and E2 McIniemi, because sure, um, having to do with cap configuration and putting Jake Garner on LTIR, and Vincent Trocek is also on IR. I I hope he's okay. I'm very worried about the health of Vincent Trocek, who uh, I believe practiced yesterday with the team in full capacity. Practiced today, in fact, too. Practiced today with the team in full capacity. So I sure hope he's doing all right. Uh, definitely nothing going on there. 
Jack Drury, Seth Jarvis, two rookies make it out of camp. You know, we talked about it last week, or I guess a couple weeks ago at the beginning of preseason with Seth Jarvis. And, you know, I think we, we, we kind of talked about how worst case scenario, it'd be nice to see him be on the team out, off the jump and, and kind of hang around. And even if he doesn't play, you know, in a bunch of games, just kind of have him there. And who knows, maybe he will play some games. And if he does, hopefully it will not be on the fourth line. Yeah, cross my fingers. I think I think every Carolina Hurricane fan kind of almost PTSD when they think of prospects on the fourth line. You know, like Dolby, Boychuk, just you go down the line of some of these old names and coach whoever it would be, Bill Peters at the time or Kirk Muller, whoever. And it would they'd be like, all right, we need to call up. Uh, he'll play six minutes on the fourth line and be like, all right, he didn't produce there, so we're going to send him back down. And it's like, what are you expecting? So uh, I hope Jarvis does, like, you know, if he's going to get playing time, gets a little more elevated. But I think, you know, the Hurricanes team today with, like, Derek Stepan, for instance, being a fourth-line center, I think would be, wouldn't be as detrimental as in the past – some of the some of the names the Canes had as four C back in the day. Where's Jay McClement right now? Is he is he all right? Where is he? I need an answer. I I, I'm, I want to know where Jay McClement is. Maybe he is in. Get a bet that he's in Switzerland. Anybody else want to take a bet? Do you really think he he's still playing? I think there's no way. There's no way. Yeah, no, 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 no. Come on. Let's see here. Elite prospects usually has this sort of thing, right? Hockey DB. Let's see this. No, dude. The last season, uh, he was in Switzerland, but the last season he played, according to Hockey DB, was 2017 18. Uh, so the Hurricanes were the last NHL team he. Did he play any? Wait, breaking news. I have to interrupt this real quick. Martin Natchez and Sebastian Ajo are currently playing golf with Harry Styles. Anyway, you're oh, saying. Oh, yeah, his, his tour is coming up. Yeah. That's that is yeah, that is all over my Twitter feed right now. Huge Kaniac. Harry Styles. I just tweeted that joke. I hope nobody beat me to it. I think a lot of people beat you to it. Oh really? No, I don't see anybody beating me to it unless they're in the quote tweets. Uh nope. Nobody beat me to it. That was first. Let Original joke Brett. Let it be known. I was the first one to the very easy joke. Better be seeing Trip Tracy giving you credit. Yeah. <laughs> when it inevitably comes. Mm-hmm. What were we talking about? Uh, Seth Jarvis, something, something, not as something or other. We were talking about Jay McClement. Oh, we were talking about Jay McClement, yeah. Jay McClement. So, okay, so correct. It was... <laughs> I was being facetious, but it actually was not as important as that. I didn't even listen. What what was the verdict on him? His last um Okay, so his last professional season according to Hockey DB was 2017-18. He played 32 games with Olten EHC in the Swiss Hockey League, scored 6 goals, put up 16 assists, 22 points, 24 penalty minutes, a plus 5 um Probably won like all of the faceoffs, and yeah. Wow. I don't know if we'll ever go a single podcast without referencing a player from the good old days. 
Yeah, Jay McClement was really the good old days. Those are the days I like to remember. Well, you know, it's a facetious good old days. So how many games is uh, E2 McAniemy going to start here? <laughs> we thinking he's going to be the opening night starter? Thoughts? Might as well. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be both Ranta and Anderson are going to bump into each other. Both going to be out for the season in long injuries. And then it's McAniemy's net for the year. As much as I like both of those goalies, like that is like the one worry for like I think this team is the health of Frederick Anderson and Anzi Ranta. The health that I mean just like I mean like we've seen we've all seen what like bad goaltending can do to a team. Do we? Have we experienced that before? <laughs> I've never heard of a bad goaltender in association with the Carolina Hurricanes franchise. We should uh, we should all watch Dunkirk, starring Harry Styles, uh, like a watch party uh, next week. Absolutely. I'm, I'm still thinking about Harry Styles. I'm I'm not even close to paying attention to whatever the, this podcast has very quickly become secondary. Uh, what what's next? Uh, let's go. Come on. Uh, Trocheck on IR. Uh, nothing. A cap move, if anything. He's been, he's practiced like, like when they put him on IR on Sunday and everyone was like, wait, 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 what? And then everyone was like, wait, he, he like practiced today and was like with the, like on like a normal line, not like an like extra after practice. Like the salary cap is merely a suggestion. It's a human construct. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Is it even cheat at this point when everyone no, like, does the it? Hurricanes aren't, and it's not like it's not like the hurricane. Like even if the Hurricanes did decide to play Jake Gardner in the playoffs, it's not like he's some magic. Like I think he is as impactful as Nikita Kucherov. But Jake Gardner has determined a lot of outcomes in playoff series. They call it, they do call him. I've, I've heard it be called Mister Game Seven. I think. Yeah, that's him. Let's move away from that. Let's move on to, you know, the the season is starting in, in just a couple of days on Thursday against the Islanders, and we have to make some predictions. We do this every year, and we're doing it again. So we're going to predict the statistical leaders for the Hurricanes this season. We're doing just goals, assists, points. We're going to talk about some players under the radar who might make an impact. We're we're going to have some hard predictions here and we're going to keep track of those predictions for sure. We're not going to forget about them later and not revisit them. hundred percent. We're going to, we're going to bring these up every week too. There isn't, you know, like I don't little updates. There isn't a prediction that we haven't forgotten immediately on this podcast. Uh, All right. We're starting with Ryan and we're going to go with goals. Who's going to lead the hurricanes and goals this season, Ryan. Um, I'm I'm totally gonna surprise you with this one. I'm totally picking someone totally out of left field. You know, Sebastian Ajo. I think he'll lead the team in goals for fifth straight year, fourth straight year. I don't remember, but I'm predicting Ajo to have actually have a massive year, 47 goals. Okay, F- wait, 47. 47. Jesus I'm Christ. thinking he's a Rocket Richard. You know, he's out. He's running for the rock Richard. I'm not saying he wins it, but I'm saying he, he's competing for it. Oh, my God. He can't, any, he can't have any of his, like, 
Aho goal scoring slumps if he's going to do that. He, but. he can't go all of October and November without a goal like he typically does. And then yeah, it's, it's too much. That is actually is. like, like you could have just said Sebastian Aho and left it at that, but you actually turned it into an extremely bold prediction. I'm I'm big on Aho this year. I think he's gotten better every season, and I think he just has more. He gets hungry every year, and I the, when he put up 38 goals in like the short in the first shortened season, like that was watching that. You, I was like, yeah, this guy's this guy can do it. I think we all believe he can do it. Uh, 47 is a lot, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm fully. It's I'm a fully lot aware. of goals. Has That's it, a lot, yeah. When's the last time someone scored 47 goals for the Carolina Hurricanes? I don't think it's ever er- happened. I think Eric Stahl scored, scored 45. What, 45, and I think that's like the most. There's no way in the Hurricane. I don't know about the Whale. I find it hard to believe that anybody scored more than 45 goals for the Hartford Whalers. But um, okay, my I, only other guess would have been Jeff O'Neill. He scored 41 in 2000, 2001. No, yeah, see, you're talking about, like, dead puck era then. Like, nobody was scoring more than, like, 40-some goals at that in those, like, early 2000s years. I'm keeping it spicy out here, you know? After after my failed Diamondback picks from, from yesteryear long ago. Devastatingly bad prediction there. I got to follow it up with another big one. So 47 is the pick for Ryan. I don't think, Andrew, you're going to be able to top it, but... No, I'm going to go with Andrei Sveshnikov. I think um, I think reading between the lines with what a lot of people have said, I think the whole contract situation last year uh, was something that was weighing on him. And, I, you know, that's behind him now. And he's, obvious, he's absolutely also not the type to, you know, relax once he has the contract. I think he's going to be hungry. He's going to be confident. He's going to be a little bit more um, consistent. I will say that, Andrei Spechnikov scores 40 goals. 48 I think that's goals. the high mark. Uh, you know, I'll go 40. I'll think, I will say, though, if you look up and down the Hurricanes roster at certain guys and what they've done in the past and their ability, the Hurricanes could have a boatload of players score double-digit goals this season, especially at, at, among their forwards. I don't. There's really only – one I could see doing it on the defensive side. Um, Brendan Smith is definitely a contender. <laughs> I agree. No, Don't spoil um, my pick. There, but there's a lot. I mean, there's like the forwards could score a lot of goals for the Hurricanes, but I think Svechnikov leads the way with 40. So you're both picking a 40 goal scorer plus for the Hurricanes this season. I mean, That's going to come out as a 22 goal. I mean, the thing is, like, a scenario where somebody leads the team with, like, 28 goals, but they have, like, seven guys score 20 at least, like, that that's not that out of the realm of possibility. How many guys score 27, you said? Or something like that. I don't know. I mean, let's go through the list. There's Sebastian Ajo. I think that's safe. Uh, let's go through safe ones. Nino? Possibility. Natchez, very possible. Svechnikov, very possible. Trocek, very possible. Taravainen, if he shoots more than 20 times this year, he has a shot. Uh, Jordan Stahl, I mean, possible. Yes, Barry Kakaniemi, I don't know. Possible. 
uh, how many is that? That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It wouldn't be the craziest thing to happen. No, I mean. Maybe not all 20, like a couple of them might score like 15. 15 to 18 or whatever. Like, like Svechnikov or Teravainen could score 15 goals with like 58 assists or something like that. Like, Well, if Ajo's scoring 47, I think Teravainen's going to have a lot of assists as well. That's, that is, that does follow my prediction. Oh, okay. Uh, so who's going to lead the team in assists, Ryan? Wait, I didn't make a prediction. I'm going to... Oh, I thought you had Brendan Smith. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm going with Brendan Smith. Who's going to lead the team in assists, Ryan? Oh, you go ahead, Brett. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I'm picking Brendan Smith. Who's leading the team in assists, Ryan? <laughs> come on, come on, Brett. Brett, Brett. Who's, who's um, the team in goal? Man, that's tough. That's a toughie. It's Svetch or Ajo for me. Uh, I think the safe pick is Ajo. And I am going to pick Svechnikov. So there you go. Svechnikov, I don't think he scores 40. I think he might score 40. I'm, I'm saying he scores 39 goals this year. Andrei Svechnikov, big year. Uh, big Kaniak is going to score 39 goals this season. That's my pick. Assists, Andrew. All right. So I'm, I, I know I just made the joke about Tevo Teravainen. I'll go say Tevo Teravainen is not going to lead the Hurricanes, in assists this year. Do you know who is? Martin Natchez. Martin Natchez wow. is going to have a, I think, even bigger year than he had last year. He's a really good playmaker. Uh, he's going to make some plays on the power play, especially if we actually get the Aho natchez Svechnikov line for a lot of the season um, or elsewhere in Natchez plays a lot with Svechnikov, which I think is a possibility. I'll say Natchez has 45 assists this year. He's going to be hungry for meeting his idol, Harry Styles, and he's, going yes. to, he's just going to have a monster season. Yes. There you go. That, that's why I made that prediction. That's that's nice. I, I, I like that. It's a little different. Uh, Tara Vine's going to lead the team in assists. Ryan? Yep, Tara Vinen Yep. He's going to lead the team in assists. And I have yep. a number for him. Oh, you have a number? If I have scored 47 goals, Terrain's going to have quite a few assists for them. I got Terrain, new career high. Please, please, please eclipse a number that I hope you're going to eclipse. Come on. 60. Yes. 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 I was hoping, I was desperately hoping that you would say something above 60. Uh, that's great. I love that. Uh, I say he gets 57 assists this year. 57. How many did you say for Natchez, Andrew? 45. Very disrespectful to Tevo Teravainen to suggest that he won't get more than 45 assists in a full season. (laughs) I don't appreciate that. I think it's going to be more of an even distribution. So you think he's going to shoot the puck once or twice? Tevo's going to have a 30-30 stat line. No shot in hell. There is literally no (laughs) way that's going to happen. There is absolutely no shot that that that's going to happen. What's his career high in goals? Twenty four. It is twenty three, actually. Wow, it's twenty three. Okay, total points. T 
team leader in total points. Ryan, you go. I'm going. I'm just going all in with my Aho monster year prediction. If he's putting up 47 goals, you know, he's a he's a complete player, playmaker, and a scorer. Aho Aho is taking a run at Connor McDavid for that Hart Trophy. He's going to have a 96 point season. Yeah, okay. All right. Wait a second. Wait. So you're thinking he has 47 goals and 49 assists? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's that would be a lot of points. Um, that would be a lot of points. You're thinking this. You're 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 projecting uh, a season better than any that we've seen since 0506 with Eric Stahl in terms of points. Uh, okay, 97, 96, 96 points. 96, 96 points yeah. is the prediction from Ryan. That You have shocked me today. Andrew. I'll go Sebastian Ajo with... God, I have to remember like what I did with my goals and assists, so I can't go... This is my second straight year predicting Ajo leads the team in neither goals or assists, but in points. Um. I'll say 85. 85. I'll give him 88, and I think he'll lead the team. See, I was thinking about 80. I was legitimately thinking 88, but I don't think that that works with... Like, I don't think he could be behind both Svechnikov and goals and Natchez and assists with what I already said if he put up 88. Hey, 85, I might have also messed up, but whatever. I appreciate the level of thought you're putting into this because I'm literally just... I'm. I'm just throwing out numbers. If just numbers that vibe right with me, you know, like 88 feels good. I mean, all his career high was 83 points in 1819. So, yeah, he's fully capable of eclipsing that by 14 or 13, <laughs> however many. That was my conservative prediction, actually. You know, he could probably do better. Yeah, yeah, naturally. Under the radar players to watch. For the Hurricanes this season, there are a few that that could fall into this category. Andrew, it's interesting because it's like how how do you like they made a lot of us, but like obviously like Kokaniemi is not under the radar. Um, I would have to say Tony D'Angelo is not under the radar. Um, he is very much on the radar for yeah. many reasons. Um. I mean, like, Ethan Bear is a guy that I feel like outside of here people aren't talking about a lot. It's a good I'll pick. say Ethan Bear, he scored some goals. and He scored a goal in the preseason. He had a hat trick in the scrimmage. Um, the game I saw him play at home against Nashville, he was just consistently getting pucks on net. I believe his Corsi rating was like 28-4 and 4 against or something absolutely insane like that in that game. He He's got, I think, some untapped offensive upside. I know right now that they have Brett Pesci QBing power play too. Um, I could see that being going to Bear. So I'll say Bear on the defensive side, especially. I think he could have an, a big offensive breakout forward. I'm going to say this is a guy who I really liked as a pickup for the Hurricanes. I think the one thing all of us agreed on from last year, uh, especially in the playoffs, is that the Hurricanes needed to increase the amount of offense they were getting from their bottom six forward group. Derek Stepan. God, already stole mine. Sorry. Already somebody we 
look, I've been a Derek Stepan fan for a long time. So already somebody we, we talked about having a really good preseason. Um, a guy who's not that far removed from being a top six forward and a pretty good scoring center. I'm, it's funny. I remember back when the Rangers traded him to Arizona, um, every player from that trade, by the way, other than Leah Anderson is now on the Hurricanes. But, um, you know, thinking he would be a potential good pickup for the Hurricanes. He's a guy I asked him about, you know, that. And he talked about kind of wanting to push the pace from the back as the Hurricanes fourth line center. Somebody who I think could give you a little bit more offense than your prototypical fourth line center. So, yeah, I, I think that's a guy that I think a lot of people are going to enjoy watching play for the Hurricanes this year. Yeah, I'm I'm big on Derek Stepan this year because I think that's always been a glaring weakness for the Hurricanes. Like this as a fourth center, like you had Walmart or Lawrence or Martinook and like nothing against them. But Stepan is, you know, has proven he was great in New York. And he was like a consistent producer on some abysmally offense, like offensively abysmal teams in Arizona. And like he he didn't have like much success in Ottawa, but who was having success in Ottawa outside like those really young guys that they had? But like I think Derek Stepan is going to be so good for the Hurricanes. I think he's going to be like an amazing player for them. I think there are two names that both of y'all have already mentioned them: Ethan Bear and Derek Stepan. I, you know, Stepan was one of the most consistently productive players in the league for like eight or nine years. You know, I believe it was like a seven consecutive years where he had 50 or more points uh, with New York and then Arizona. And and now he's obviously not the top six center he, he was, but he's just 31. And he's accepting of, of the role he's going to get here. And I don't see any reason why he can't be the best fourth line center the Hurricanes have had in a long time. So I think Stepan and, and Bear are both great choices. I think Bear's going to be great. I, I really like him. I'm going to throw out one more that I kind of think of. I think Brady Shea might have a big season. <laughs> Not like huge, but like I think like he proved to be like such a good partner with Pesci like his defensive game really made strides I think he you know we all said that like oh you know this guy is an offensive guy puck mover skater and he really kind of had none of that last year but I think I think with like Hamilton gone the Canes are going to need to replace that offense on the back end and D'Angelo can only do so much to try to you know kind of put a band-aid over that but I think I think Shea could Shea has the potential to and I feel like people say this about him every year, but I really do think Shea could be a big contributor for the Hurricanes this year. That would be very welcome. I would, I would, I think everyone would love to see that, myself included. I would also love to see everyone's predictions for the standings in the NHL. We're going to go division by division like we do every year, and we're going to pick who the hell makes the playoffs, who the hell finishes first through eighth, in every division, because every division now has eight teams, and that's great. Well done, NHL. Uh, we 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 did something there. Who's going first? Eeny, meeny, miny, Ryan. You're going first. Who? <laughs> one through eight. Give us your central division. We're gonna start in the central, go to the Pacific, Atlantic, and then end with the Metropolitan Division. All right. I have leading the central, the Colorado Avalanche. Big shocker. 
I still think they're one of the best teams in the NHL. Granted, maybe this year they'll make it out of the second round of the playoffs, but for the regular maybe. season, I think they're going to be the I think they're going to be the top team in the Central. I have the Minnesota Wild next. I they've really impressed me. I really like what they've become. Like in like last year was a big surprise for me for them, and you know maybe it's all Kirill Kaprizov, but I like that. Uh, Blues third. I have the Jets fourth, barely making the playoffs. I am not huge on them, but I think they're still better than the next teams. I have Chicago fifth, Dallas sixth, Nashville seventh, and Arizona eighth. Ooh, okay, I'll follow you up. I think Colorado wins that division pretty easily. I think Minnesota, man, like equating Minnesota with second place in the division is is a tough sell for me. But the fact of the matter is that the rest of that division does not impress me whatsoever. Because I think it says more about the rest of the division than it does about uh, Minnesota. I think I'm just going to take Minnesota second because they they have players I've heard of before. Um. (laughs) I'll take Minnesota at second. I I don't feel great about that. I'm going to be honest. I I don't feel great. Third place. I'll go with St. Louis for fourth or for third place. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty close with them. And fourth, I'm going to go with Dallas. Fifth, Winnipeg. Beyond that, Chicago, I think, might be in that discussion uh, I'll pick them next, and then I'll go with Nashville, and then Arizona. Uh, Arizona is just god awful, awful, just atrociously bad. So that's that's what I'm going with, Andrew. Yeah, number one, Colorado is pretty easy um, for me. On that, that's a wagon. We'll we'll see if this is the year that they finally get it done in the playoffs. I kind of think it is, but. Um, Number two, I'm going to go with Dallas. I think with full health, that's a team that has a big bounce back year. They have way too much talent um, not to. Three, I'll go Minnesota. Um, I think maybe they take a little bit of a step back from last year, but they'll still be a solid team. Four, um, I'll go St. Louis. And I think they're probably a wild card team. Five, Winnipeg just on the outside six Nashville seven Chicago you could flip a coin to determine that those two for me and then eight yeah Arizona Arizona is going to be probably in contention for I mean the Buffalo Sabres exist but Arizona will be <laughs> at least like be there in terms of like maybe getting the like la- dead last in the NHL but like probably not because Buffalo is it's team that exists are we sure buffalo exists i mean like yes am i sure they're an nhl team no (laughs) the waiting game for brett to tell us the next division his microphone is muted yeah he might have had to do some whoopsie I was already giving my Pacific Division predictions. Damn, that is unfortunate. I'm glad I said something. I was halfway through the division already, but we're restarting. The Pacific Division, I'm going first. First place, the Vegas Golden Knights. Second place, the Edmonton Oilers. 
third place, the Seattle Kraken. I think they finished third in the Pacific. I think Calgary finishes fourth. Vancouver finishes fifth. The Kings finish sixth. The Ducks, mm, they're last. And the Sharks yep. are seventh. I think the Kraken are legitimately I think I think I think what I think. I think they're gonna finish third. That division sucks. Alright. Yeah, it's an awful division. It's a terrible yeah. division. My next Sure. Number one is Vegas. I feel like picking the number one team in the both Western Conference divisions is very easy. Um Number two, Edmonton, you know, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are there. Um, number three, I'll actually go with uh, Calgary. I, I think the Flames have a pretty uh, pretty good year this year. Four, I'll go with the Kraken, and they will be a wild card team. They will follow Vegas up by ma- in making the playoffs their first year. Um, so I got to order the, I mean, five, like I think the Kings are the best of the California teams right now, like probably the closest to returning to like not being awful. Um, the Ducks and Sharks for me are kind of like Nashville and Chicago and that you could flip a coin, but I'll go, Brett, what did you do? I'll do the opposite. I went Sharks, Ducks. Okay, I'll go Ducks, Sharks. Then I actually think the Ducks might be a little bit better than the Sharks this year, so that works. But again, there's there's not much to pick from there, but yeah. Following up, I got Vegas first, Oil second, Flames third, Kraken fourth, Kings fifth, Canucks sixth, San Jose Sharks seventh, and Anaheim Ducks an abysmal last. Hang on, I, I skipped. I skipped the Canucks. Put them before the... Uh, uh, might as well just skip them. They don't matter. All right, let's move on to the Atlantic Division. <laughs> a little bit more competition here than uh, some of the other divisions. This uh, one was a little spicy for me. It was. Uh, if it was so spicy for you, I want you to go first. Well, I haven't gone first yet. You haven't? All right, Andrew goes no, first. Would... Andrew goes first, then. All right, yeah, yeah. I'd be I got, fair. Got, I apologize. I've got a little bit... I've got a little bit spicy too, and I want to get mine in first in case it's the same. Uh, <laughs> number one, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, defending champs, like they brought both, most of their team back. Like they'll they'll keep it rolling. Number two, the Florida Panthers, coming off mm. a very good breakout season, tons of talent, tons of good players. I like them a lot. Number three. I'll, still, I'll go with the Bruins. Uh, they're definitely on the downslope. I'm not sure I really consider them a cup contender. Still a very good team. A lot of talent. Playoff team. Um, number four, and this will be a wild card team in the Eastern Conference, is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, they're there. They're score. They they might defend. They defended okay last year. Um, you know, they'll probably come out and like. They're like finally winning a playoff series. We'll be like fucking beating Tampa in the first round or something because hockey. But um, let's see who else. Okay, number five. I'll go with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Going to be you know fall, uh, joining the law, the list of uh, infamous Stanley Cup finalists to miss the playoffs the following year. Um, number six, I've got the Ottawa Senators. Um, 
take a little step forward in their rebuild, maybe a little bit more competitive. You know, maybe they're one of those teams that like starts really good with the youth, their youthful energy, and people are like, "Oh, is Ottawa back?" And then like Ottawa's not back, just like uh, Texas. <laughs> I but, can see um, that happening. Detroit in seventh, um, you know, going to be another rough season with Alex Nedeljkovic just passing the puck to opposing forwards willy-nilly. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I, just, I still think Detroit has a long way to go. And then number eight, um, the Buffalo Sabres are – I know we, we tend to play kind of fast and loose with things that we say on this podcast, but I really don't think there's anything that I want – a public recording of my voice saying of what I actually think about this Buffalo Sabres team, because holy shit, are they going to be awful? Well said. Ryan. All right. So I have leading the Atlantic division, the Florida Panthers. Whoa. I step further than me. I am a Florida Panthers truther now. I, I have for a long time wanted the Florida Panthers to be good. And after I saw them last season, I'm very excited for that. Because I think this is like, I just, you know, the the whole camaraderie, you know, teams with poor attendance jokes, haha, you know, go go fuck yourself and make those jokes. Um, but I think the Florida Panthers are going to be really good. I think Spencer Knight is a special talent. And I think that they will. He's take going to be their knight in shining armor. <laughs> Sorry, he's well spoken. Number two, Toronto Maple Leafs. Jesus Christ, what is this division so far? Okay, Florida first, Toronto second. I think the Maple Leafs are a regular season wagon. I think, you know, they're going to, they could fall into the playoffs like always, but I think during the regular season, there's just too much talent there to not be successful. If you put Boston third, I'm kicking you off the podcast right now. Luckily luckily enough for you, you won't have to do that. Three. Tampa Bay Lightning. I think I'm not saying that like I think Tampa will still be in the running. Like I think all these teams will be close, but I think cup fatigue, you know, is real. I think back to back cup fatigue is even That's more real. And losing your entire like quote unquote third line, which played second line minutes, like they got like the hardest assignments. That was their grind team's down line. Like it's, it's despite the amount of talent they have, I think losing that takes away a lot of Tampa's game plan. I think that kind of it's a big blow towards them. And I, that's really what I'm basing on. I think mm-hmm. I think that kind of, you know, hurt them a bit. Not like like I think all these teams will be close, but I think the fatigue and losing that entire third line is the reason why I'm getting a little spicy putting them at third. Fourth, I have the Bruins. I'm actually bigger on the Bruins than I think placing them at fourth, but I Age, I think, you know, of Marchand Bergeron, I think, I, you know, I think they'll still be good, but for how long? But I really like, I really like them having Taylor Hall, but losing Krejci again is another thing that sucks for them. I I don't, I'm still, I don't know what kind of team the Bruins will be, so, but I think they're going to be better than the teams below them, which is Montreal. uh, You know, I wish the best for Carey Price. You know, hopefully he can quickly deal with whatever he's been going through. But without them, I don't know if Montreal has a chance in hell of succeeding. <laughs> Fair. And then next, I have, I have the Senators. I think, like Andrew said, they'll come out, be a little better. But then everyone will be like, oh, wait, isn't that Matt Murray in goal? And then they'll lose a game like 10 to 2. 
<laughs> then I have the I have the Red Wings. Uh, they still don't have enough pieces to be successful. And then there's the Sabers, who are the Sabers. And then there's the Sabers. That's really all you need to say. All right, Atlantic Division, first place. I was mad that you did this. I'm going Florida as well for first in the Atlantic. They're good, man. They were they were really good last year. And if they can get some really consistent goaltending, like they're they can win this division. Yeah, I'm picking they had them to, such good offseason. I'm picking them to do it. Yeah. I mean, I really like the Panthers. The Cats are back. The Ice Cats. Number two, giving it to Tampa. I I I subscribe to the theory that you know, cup fatigue uh, is real, especially after another year of doing so. So I, I don't think they'll win the division, but I think they're just too good to not finish in the second. Third place, I'll go with Toronto. Fourth place, I'll go with Boston. I think they're a playoff team. I think getting Taylor Hall helps them a, a bit, and as it did last year, uh, I still believe in them to an extent it'll be interesting to see what happens for them in goal and how consistent that's going to be without Tuka Rask fifth place Montreal I mean I don't think they're a playoff team at all sixth place I'll give also to Ottawa seventh Detroit eighth you know who's eighth Metropolitan Division the last division that we have to go through and the one that once again contains the Carolina Hurricanes. So the return of the Met has a it's it's happening. And you know what? Andrew, I want you to go first on this one too. All right, number one, I'm going with the New York Islanders. Um, I think that is the most complete team in this division. They've got good goaltending. They've got a pretty good decor, good forward group, got some good depth. Uh, they brought both Zajac and Paul Mary back, right? I think. Just, just Paul Mary. Yeah. I think Zajac retired. Zajac retired. That's right. That's right. But still, but they did Paul bring Parise. Yeah, they've got some good depth. Um, so, I mean, like, there's at least four teams that it wouldn't shock me to see win the Metro. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Islanders. Number two, um, it's kind of weird because, like, you think about, like, people talking about, like, oh, the Metro, like, such a gauntlet, such a – but, like, if you look at the way, like, some of these teams are trending, you're kind of like, is it really, though? Like, so number two, I have the Hurricanes. Um, and I think, the, I think they could – if enough goes right with them, they could challenge the Islanders – for number one but I think that especially with all the new pieces this team won't get off it wouldn't surprise me to see this team get off to a slow start um but then once the pieces start clicking um I feel like this is a kind of team with still enough talent that you could see them like uh with a little bit of a mess start and then you're sitting there in December and you're like oh they just won like 10 games in a row like in years past the problem with the Hurricanes not being able to overcome their slow starts is they didn't have like the talent to go on that one, at least one like blistering stretch that you would need. And this team does. Um, There's some question marks, but I think 
I think the decor will come together. I think the goaltending will be good enough, at least for the regular season. And I think there's a chance, especially if a guy like Kokaniemi pans out, that this could be the best forward group the Hurricanes have had since 05, 06, maybe. Like, Probably, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they'll be number two. Number three, I have the Capitals. I mean, like, it wouldn't surprise me to see them fall off, but they still have plenty of good pieces, still have some decent goaltending, um, plenty of talent. Number four, I have the Penguins. Look, it's coming. It, the decline, the miss the playoffs. You promise? Into Chicago. It is coming. However, no, I don't promise because I, I <laughs> like, this is at least year three of feeling like this could be the year. But it, it's kind of at the point of I'll believe it when I see it. And I would rather be late to the party than predict the Penguins' early demise and have them make me look stupid. Um, I mean, like, they're banged up to start the year. Like, they're another team that I think is going to have to, like, is going to probably start slow and have to go on a late stretch. But if they get healthy as the year goes along, I think they can do it. And the thing is, like, all the like the other teams are all like number five. I had the Flyers like, and then like there and again like if Carter Hart bounces back, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Flyers finish in the top two. Like, and they tend to alternate good and bad years. But um, I think there's some flaws here. I get Carter Hart coming off a really bad season. So you don't know about the goaltending. Uh, they decided that trading a first round pick for Rasmus Ristolainen was a good idea for some reason. Um, and he's really bad at hockey, so and they're going to be playing him minutes on their defense, so that's something. Number six, I have the Rangers. Uh, congratulations, you got tougher. You also got a lot worse, um, and you were actually like starting to get in a pretty good place. So yeah, um, not good job. Uh, number seven, I have the Devils. Um, I think they made some good moves this offseason. They made some good strides. They still have a way to go. Plus, they have the whole Mackenzie Blackwood distraction that is going to continue to be a thing. And from what we've seen already, caused some problems. Uh, number eight, I have the Columbus Blue Jackets. They're not going to be Buffalo bad, but they are not going to be good either. Uh, I think I saw a projection today that had Jake Bean on their first pairing to start the season. And, um, yeah, so they're going to have Jake Bean on their first pairing, and they're going to finish eighth in the Metro. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go ahead. Metro, I think Islanders finish first. I just, they're the Islanders. You know what you're going to get from them, and I think they'll win the division. I think Washington finishes second here. I still like Washington. I still think like I I think a couple maybe each of the past two years I've been down on Washington, and then I was wrong about that. I'm gonna give Washington the edge uh, as second in the division. I think Carolina finishes third. I think it's kind of a coin flip between Washington and Carolina, but I'll I'll, I'll go with that. Washington two, Carolina three. I don't know if they're better than last year. Like, the goal of the offseason was to get better. And if you ask me, you know, are they better? 
The answer is no clue. Probably not. And that's kind of where I am with that. The, 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 they have an entirely new goalie tandem. How is that going to work? We don't know. We have track record, but we don't know. They lost one of the best defensemen in the league. How's that going to work? I don't know. They have a very similar forward group. Their big addition, Jesperi Kakaniemi. How's that going to work? I don't fucking know. <laughs> they have a slightly deeper defense. They have a thir- they have an- they have a third pairing that should be good. That's the only thing where it's like, yeah, okay, that got better. So I don't know. Uh, this division is going to be a pain in the ass. It's going to be tough. They, you know, they they have good depth with Nason and Smith and and Drury and et cetera, et cetera. Are they better? I don't know. I probably not. They need some things to go their way. That's for sure. And we'll see if that happens. But you know, if all things go right, they could win this division. For sure. They could be a 100-point team and win the division, and it's all fine and dandy. But I think there's also a possibility that they get worse. So I have them at third. I'll put Pittsburgh in fourth. Fifth place. I say fifth place is going to be the New Jersey Devils. Um, I was much more confident about this pick before the McKenzie Blackwood saga. I was all in on this pick. Now I'm not very sure about that. Um, if that does not get resolved, I think they're probably fifth or sixth because yeah. he's that important. He's a like he's your goalie. Like he you is can't goalie. have that. It's bad, and if that doesn't get resolved, this he, they're not finishing fifth or where where else? Yeah, fifth. If you're, like, the coach or the GM there, like, how are you not, like, dude, like, you are our goalie. Like, we cannot have What the this. fuck? <laughs> like, dude, come, like, come on. Like, and, too, like, it, I mean, like, I would, like, I don't, the thing is, too, is it's not like he's, like, Andre Vasilevsky. Like, the Devils have Jonathan Bernier. Like, you're, you're not. Former Hurricane Jonathan Bernier. Hurricanes legend Jonathan Bernier. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. After New Jersey, again, don't feel great about that pick now. Currently don't feel great. But I'm, I'm locking it in. Maybe he'll trip and fall on a COVID shot needle and that pick looks great. We'll see. I'll take them fifth for now. It's a bad pick. Sixth, I'll go with the Flyers. Uh because I don't know. Sure, the Flyers. I, the Flyers. Okay, that's all the analysis you're going to get about that pick. I don't know. Seventh. Rangers? What What the fuck are the Rangers doing? I mean, they, they like, really set themselves up well, and they're like, hey, let's not be good anymore. What the hell? Tom Wilson, man. That, that man can literally, literally ruin them. wreck your entire team. By like, and like I'm praying. Like, I think the Hurricanes are smarter than to do that if they have their own run in with Tom Wilson this year. But after this offseason, I uh, yeah, um, who knows? Uh, hopefully, we don't have to fucking find out. Um, so yeah, the Rangers in seventh, and 
the Blue Jackets are going to be really bad in in last. They're like so they're going to be super bad. Like yeah, like they might like be. Uh, they they might the, they might be as bad, nearly as bad as Columbus and not Columbus. Uh, well, Columbus, they'll be as bad as Columbus. That is absolutely for sure. But they might be as like, bad as Arizona and Buffalo, maybe. I think, but like I feel like the like the draft order in my head, at least as long as like somebody who's not the worst team doesn't win the lottery, is like Buffalo, Arizona, Columbus. I yeah, think. I think that's a good good <laughs> prediction. Columbus is going to suck, like, real bad. You know what else? It's going to be rough. You know what else? How many games do you play against your division? Eight. This now? No, it's it's not eight <laughs> games. Is it, oh, no, it's four. I'm in, I'm sorry. I'm in 2008. I'm sorry. What's it say? It was never, it has not been eight for, so it's four? Yeah, it's four. All right, you know what else Columbus is going to do besides suck? What? Beat Carolina. Beat the, beat the Hurricanes three times. Yeah. Like, I can already see that. Don't you play some teams five times? I think that's gone now because of the, now that it's the at divisional teams. is even. Yeah. Because it's like because you still play every team in the Western Conference twice, um, and all the yeah all the divisions are even now. Yeah, they they haven't played each other eight times since like the Southeast Division. So I was a. Uh, I was uh, well behind. Well behind. Back to our epic four and four home and homes with the Atlanta Thrashers. Yeah, I miss those days. Those were good. Going down to Phillips Arena, the eighty-first game of the season, and beating them seven to one, and then coming home to play Tampa and losing and missing the playoffs. Like you could not have like had people more fired up than that Friday night win in Atlanta, and then. Then Tampa oh, comes man. in and has nothing to play for and beats them six to two or whatever. I think Corey Stillman scored in that game, so there's that. He did. I think Corey Stillman and Chad LaRose scored in that game. Yeah. The Chad LaRose patented useless goal in the third period of what's already a blowout. Uh, I remember Chuck. Reliable. I remember Chuck Caton said after the Atlantic or during the Atlanta game, he was like. Hopefully they're saving some goals for for and Tampa, they and they, they didn't. They weren't saving goals, and they weren't saving defense either. As it turns it, out, it was like over. It was like over before it was. It was like three nothing. Like it was a blowout for the first period. It was over yeah. before it started. Yeah, the energy in that building uh, went away in like ten minutes of game time. That that thing was over. What does it say about the vibes for this season that we're ending our preseason podcast by talking about that game? You know, it's I think it's I think it's good to have some realism and not be too overly optimistic. Because that way, when they, that way, when the team does better, we can be like, "Hey, it's pretty good." The Hurricanes play in Game Eighty Two this year. Let's see the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> of course, is it it really. Is. No, I, I don't. I don't know. Is it? Oh, I was about to say. Okay. <laughs> I, was, so it's I, was pro- I feel like it's probably a divisional game, but um, it's the uh, they're in Pittsburgh. They close the season with a back-to-back versus New Jersey at Pittsburgh. There you go. Big win over New Jersey. Disappointing loss to Pittsburgh. Shout well, out, I like remember Jari. 
Was it? Is it Yari? Is it Yari or Jari? Why do I think it's Yari? I think it's Jari. I, I can't. Literally, no one's ever called him Yari. I don't think. This is this is the first I've heard it. Um, then they also they had like a I want to say the end of the lockout year. Their last game of the season was in Pittsburgh, and Kevin Westgard scored two goals, and the Hurricanes lost like eight to two. This has been the Canes Country Podcast. Thank you for listening this week. Oh, Brett, I didn't get to see my picks. Oh. Oh, wait. Andrew, the go- Andrew Sorry, ruined no. it for everybody. You haven't picked your division standings. Damn, um, here, here we, we are I, going I, on about the Atlanta Thrashers. I'm sorry. You can understand why I thought that we had already gone through it because we had moved we hit, on. We hit rock bottom. All right, Ryan, pick your picks. Um, yeah, I mean, like everyone else, I said the Islanders. And it's not like a slight to like Carolina or anything. Like I just think the Islanders have an extremely great team coached by like Barry Trotz, who will have a defensive system set up that like nobody scores on them. I just think they're I just think they're a really good team this year. Uh, I have Carolina second. I think uh, they'll do well. Uh, I think question marks in goal. Obviously, it's about health and whether they can bounce back. And then it got really tricky for me because there's a lot of moving parts with some of these Metro teams, you know, I think of teams like the Capitals and the Penguins. They're moving slowly downwards. I think of teams like the Rangers and the Devils moving slowly upwards. Is it at that point yet? I say yes. First off though, I have the Flyers in third. I think Carter Hart's going to bounce back. They have a really talented forward group. Uh, I'm just ignoring completely the defensive group. I'm not even looking at that. Don't even worry about that. They're going to finish third. It'll be perfectly fine. Um, fourth though, uh, Brett, you took the thunder from me. I'm saying the Devils. Uh, I think they're like I think they're gonna have growing pains, but their young guys have all been producing. Like they're gonna be good if they have a fucking goalie. Yeah, I think Bernier is honestly like better than Blackwood. Like I think Bernier is wow. gonna be a great goalie. Like he was good on those on the Detroit teams of the last few years. Like, I just don't know how good I, he's gonna be fun. as like playing sixty games if he has to. I I am I. I I'll be I'll be bullish on him though. I like I really like I like him too. I do like him too. I liked him as an option uh, when he got to Carolina. I'm gonna say then the Capitals fifth, potentially fourth, like I think is interchangeable. They could even be third, who knows, second. It's 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 such a toss up. Like Ilya Samson and Vitek Vanacek, like are they gonna be good? Are they gonna be consistent? It's gonna I don't wear know. rides on you. Cause I, I don't think I don't like their defense. I think their defense is poor. But again, their forward group, like Ovechkin, can score forty-five goals. Who, you know? Yeah, I, I, I would never count yeah. against him. Uh, next, I have the Rangers. Like you guys said, I don't know. They necessarily got like super worse, but trading. Um, I'm blanking out. Pavel Buchnevich for yeah. Sammy was just an absolute stunner, especially when you went and gave Goudreau like. Was it six? Was it five million dollars or four million? For six years or whatever, yeah. It was like it was some or eight years amount. or fifteen like, years. Why I don't you, know. Why would you not just give Paul Buchnevich that money because he's like a first liner who's really good in both ends of the ice? Or you can give a third liner that money. Yeah, it's it, like so. While I I really like I think I like Shishyorkin. I like the defense. I like just the forward group. I think isn't deep enough. Like. Yeah, Panarin's a superstar who's going to score like 100 points. And Zibanejad's good. Is he great? Eh, sometimes. I think Is he worth that contract? 
time will tell, I think probably in maybe the first few years. But it's like, yeah, it's like the Rangers, like I really like what they were doing, but getting rid of Buchnevich and like kind of their forward group isn't deep enough for me to really be sold on them. And then I have the Penguins in seventh. I think you never count against Sidney Crosby. Granted, he It sounds like you're counting against Sidney Crosby if you're playing them seven. You're doing the definition of counting against Sidney Crosby right now. I'm saying never do it, but I think it's time to start doing it. All right. Like, Malkin has been, like, injury after injury after injury. Like, I would love to see him have another big year because I think he's, like, one of the best players of all time. Like, he's one of, like, those greats that's, like, been a treat to watch. But just, he's just always injured now. Like, and then, you know, missing Crosby to start the season. Like, I think Crosby will be fine, but then how much more do you have behind him? You know, Latang is hasn't been good in a while. They, their defense is kind of spotty. And then, like, they have Tristan Jari in net, who's not good. I, I think, like, granted, I'm going to say this, and they're going to win the division. But I think the Penguins are just going to not be good anymore. I think it's time. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I wouldn't be opposed to it either. But I'm going <laughs> to put my neck out. I'll put my neck out there, you know, I could throw it in my face, but uh, the Penguins will not be good. But they will still be better than Columbus, who will be trash. I mean, I would love to watch the Penguins and Steelers both have a terrible season at the same time. That would be very enjoyable. I just, I, I can't see it. Well, I can, but, like, I don't want to call like- it, like, it's like I look at that team, I look at that roster, and I'm like, oh, that's not a great roster. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Gensel's like one of the best goal scorers still. I'm like, yeah, Captain's good. Rust is Rust good. He always plays with Crosby, Malkin. Is he good? I don't know. Sure, but then it's Chris like, Kunitz. yeah, like Jason Zucker has not been good there. Is could he be better? Sure. Is he gonna be? I don't know. They're signing Brian Boyle. They have Zach Aston Reese and Brock McGinn. Like. Danton Heinen, Evan Rodriguez, like these aren't these are fourth line. These are all fourth liners. Like this doesn't move the needle. Is Chris Letang on IR yet? Probably soon to be. I mean, Marcus Pedersen's okay. Like he's not great. Um, like uh, who's that young guy? Uh, who's their standout rookie defenseman? Marino. John Marino. Yeah, like he had a great season. He had a not as good season this year like is he gonna be good i don't know and then again like it comes down to like tristan jari i don't think tristan jari is a very good goaltender at all like when they gave him that contract they said yeah we don't need murray anymore because again murray had his flaws but they were like yeah tristan jari's our guy i'm like you're going from questionable to more questionable like i think that's all fair yeah but I just—that's why I'm not sold on the Penguins. I think I think their time is done. I think they need to start looking at rebuilding, even though they they completely demolished the prospect pool, uh, the Jim Rutherford special. I think I think they're gonna try to milk out one more run, maybe two, but I think it's. I think their ship is done. I think I I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Looking at that team. I don't hate Granted, it. Granted, Crosby, Crosby will have a 50 goal season, and this will all be for nothing. 
Yeah, uh, that's my shot. That's my prediction. All right, man, really bringing it. I like it. Only the best for you, Brett. Thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate that. And on that note, we're we're done. We're 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 done. Thank you for listening to the Kings Country Podcast this week. The season starts in a couple of days, and boy, isn't that exciting. With us this week, like every single week, Ryan Hankel and Andrew Schnicker, fellows working the people, find you on Twitter and only Twitter. You can find me at A-S-C-H-N-I-T-T-5-3, where I am still uh, marveling at the uh, Hurricanes Harry Styles crossover. <laughs> and Ryan? You can find me at at R-Y-A-N-H-E-N-K-E-L underscore. You can follow me on Twitter at Harry Styles. Uh, you can follow Kane's Country on Twitter at Kane's Country. Uh, Instagram, Kane's Country Picks, P-I-X at the end of that. Uh, follow slash subscribe to the Kane's Country Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can listen to the Kane's Country Podcast, leave a review or rating. Those things help us out tremendously. Keep an eye on the site. We're going to have tons of content as the season nears and then progresses per usual. And uh, you can listen to us again next week. Goodbye.